0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's my favorite golf tournament in the world. It's my favorite sporting event on Earth. It is the Ryder Cup, and my friend Jason Sobel from the Action Network is joining us. Uh, at. By the way, at Jason Sobel, T-A-N, the Action Network. Also hitting the green, Sirius XM. Which uh, sometimes is on while we're talking. Let's uh, let's get <laughs> it's amazing how we can do this. <laughs> I want to get. I'll get to some of the sexy salacious stuff at the end if we have time because Bryson DeChambeau had some things to say, uh, and there was a question posed to uh, I guess Seth Waugh from the PGA of America uh, about the potential captaincy of Phil Mickelson. And again, I'm just going to leave those to the side. Who's the favorite here? Because I know the betting markets say the United States is the favorite, but, like, every European player seems to be playing well than every American player. So why are not they the favorites at home? Okay. First of all, Adam,
1: I want to go through the archives and find our discussion from April and see if you didn't call the Masters your favorite golf tournament. No, no, I didn't. I definitely wouldn't have. Oh, it's, not okay. my, it's not even right. my favorite major. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Secondly, uh, look, there's no other sporting event and there's no other rivalry in the entire world where one team cannot lose for 30 years on home soil and yet they're the underdog <laughs> when they come back there. Uh, and yet the U.S. has been favored all along. They were favored dig a few months ago. Yep. I don't like betting on things where I don't know who's going to be involved. You need to know the participants. I mean, I have a few rules in betting. I'd like to know who's playing before I actually bet on the event itself. And so I I wish I had jumped on Europe at plus 200 a couple of months ago. Uh, That number has been steadily coming down as we've gotten close to the proceedings. And I just saw one book has it just about even for both teams right now. So uh, I guess we can't really call them the underdogs or maybe a slight underdog right now, but uh, you know, going through the matches, where you start, you know, and I just tried to predict all 28 matches for the Ryder Cup, should be out on the Action <laughs> Network as we speak right now. But uh, it's a, an exercise in futility because uh, it really is uh, difficult to predict any of this stuff that's going to happen. Right, but, especially uh, since you don't know who's going, playing. Uh, no, we don't know who's playing. <laughs> but going back and forth and looking at the ma- potential matches, I'm like, uh, the U.S. kind of has the upper hand in uh, some of these, especially when we get towards the – bottom end of the roster for mm-hmm. europe so i can see the europe uh, i can see the u.s being a little bit of a favorite over europe i think it makes sense kind of but mm. man this is gonna be really close
0: yeah i just see right now i mean i'm just using the DraftKings, and it's uh plus 115 europe is plus 115 if i can get the home team uh who i think right now on paper yeah the bottom of the uh of the european roster isn't as good as the bottom of the american roster but right now the way victor hovland uh you know rory and Rom aren't playing at the top of their game but i you'd be hard pressed to find an uh, an american player who's playing at the top of theirs like none You're of right. none of the american stalwarts are either had great years uh or are playing well maybe in the last 2 months based on what their form was earlier in the year um and i'm telling you i think there are some uh some European rookies. I I am all over uh A- Aberg from Sweden who come cam- comes out of Texas Tech who now wants everybody. Right. He's just he is ready to go. He could play all five matches for all uh, for all we know. Um what do you make of uh Brooks Kepka's mullet and how that will help <laughs> propel him uh to maybe being sneaky the Americans best player?
1: Well, the Americans have two mulleted players in uh, Kepka and Burns, for whatever that's worth. So it's sixth of our team nice. uh, is sporting mullets in, in Italy this week. I like it. Uh, I think Brooks Kepka is going to play well. I, reading between the lines, we had Jim Furyk on our show a couple of weeks ago. He's an assistant captain. Zach Johnson's echoed the same thing that uh, Marco Simoni, the host golf course in Rome this week, is a very difficult walk. It's going to be physically demanding for these players. And so uh, I'm reading between the lines, and I, I don't think any U.S. player is going to play five matches. Brooks Kepka, I know the knee has been much better. I know he's mm-hmm. been playing some good golf, but I don't know that he's a guy you're going to throw out for maybe more than one match a day. So okay. you look at Kepka. maybe it's only three matches. I do think he's going to be paired with Wyndham Clark. He's said publicly that he wants Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark has said publicly he wants Brooks Kepka as a, a, a partner, and I, I have a hard time thinking they won't play together. And I think we play really well, especially in four balls together, the best ball format. So I, I think Kepka's uh, a very good choice. Uh, but you have to look beyond. Uh, you're looking at for top point score, more quantity than quality. Uh, you know, you have to look at if a guy's going to indeed play five matches, which is it's possible. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's possible. Uh, that's certainly going to give him an upper hand in having the most points for the team than somebody who only plays three matches.
0: I think Kepka as the uh, top choice, as the, I guess they, they call it wild card, but as the top scoring uh, uh, captain's pick is like plus 300. Uh, I kind of, uh, I kind of like those odds, by the way, same with Aberg, uh, 300 to be the top scoring European captain's pick. He's plus 900 to be the top-scoring European, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Look, the guy is really, really good. We've never seen a player in the Ryder Cup who hasn't yet played a major championship in his career. I mean, we're talking about him amongst the best players in the world. He was in college this year. He was was in college earlier this year. He's already won on the DP World Tour. The guy, you, you watch him play. And we see athletes in other sports, Adam. We, we see guys, uh, whether it's a Patrick Mahomes or, uh, you know, mm-hmm. somebody in, in another sport, and they just make the game look easy. Shohei Ohtani makes it look easy in baseball. It's just uh, – you watch Ludwig Ebert swing, and boy, golf just looks easy when he plays. And he's going to be a world beater for a long time. This could be his true world international coming out party this week.
0: Jason Sobel, Action Network, Sirius XM hitting the green, which might be on right now. Um... He's joining us on the Adam Gold Show. Justin Don't Thomas. <laughs> Justin, Justin Thomas. I mean, I listen to it on my own. Uh, Justin Thomas, uh, a captain's pick. M- sort of controversial. Should have never been controversial. He was always going to be on the team unless he forgot which end of the club to hold. So, what do you anticipate from him? Do you think he plays, he and Jordan Spieth go out in alternate shot in foursomes Friday morning?
1: Yes and I think they're the first pairing. First of all, yep. uh, thank you for that take because I completely agree. Uh, people have said that Justin Thomas was a controversial captain's pick. He shouldn't have been on the team. Uh, it's assumed that he was the last player to make it of the six that were um, picked by Zach Johnson. But I, I tend to believe that, Johnson, that uh, Thomas was on the team the entire time, that yep. maybe Sam Burns was the last player. I, I think JT pairs very well with Jordan Speed. The fifth-place finish at the Fortnite Championship should give him some confidence coming into this week. and I I think it's going to be the same old JT when we get there. And I I expect them not only to be paired together, but I think that's the first team off the box. They've paired together in 10 previous matches in the Ryder and President's Cups combined three of those times. They've been first off the box in their session. I think if you're trying to quiet the European crowd, that's the most emotional of the potential American duos they could have out there. And I think they want to go out there and make a statement early. And I would think Speed and JT first off the box for the Americans makes a whole lot of sense.
0: Yeah. And it might not even be their best pairing. Cause I think we have to go to Patrick Kentley and Xander Schauffele maybe for that. Uh, I would anticipate they would play three of the four pairs sessions, maybe not going out there Saturday morning mm-hmm. as well, but if they play well, mm-hmm. I think they'll play both sessions on Friday and then one of the two on Saturday. And also I mean, Scotty Scheffler, still the world number one. I know he changed putting coaches, uh, but he can just hit it close enough for uh, for Sam Burns to make a putt, right, in foursomes. Uh,
1: yeah, that's absolutely right. <laughs> and I agree with you uh, completely on uh, Shoffley and Cantley. First of all, I-, I haven't been playing both sessions on Friday, sitting on Saturday morning, and then going out Saturday afternoon playing in four balls. I've, I've got for my top point scorer for the U.S., Xander Shoffley, but uh, look, if you like Shawley and Cantley together, you can get them both at plus 600. And then essentially you have two choices, two chances of winning, I bet, at plus 300 if you take them together. And so I think that makes a lot of sense as well. So uh, I think those guys have experience. They have experience playing with each other. They like playing with each other. And honestly, they, they have high floors because... Uh, they don't really have any weaknesses in their games. Right. Uh, those are not guys like Scheffler. Uh, you mentioned the putting. He's working with Phil Kenyon and noted putting guru, and, and maybe that will have some immediate effects this week. But uh, he has an obvious weakness in his game right now. Shoffley uh, and, and Cantley are the two guys of the American team that you look at and say uh, there's really no weaknesses there, and they should go out there and play some good golf this week.
0: Final thing for uh, Jason Sobel, Action Network. We're going to leave the Bryson DeChambeau thing uh, away because – Look, Bryson had four kicks uh, at the Canon Major Championships and didn't play well enough in the majors. And Brooks Kepka did. That's why he's there. No, I mean the what he did last week at the live event in Chicago is irrelevant. The team was already picked, and he only had one really good week. It happened to be a great one at Greenbrier. Uh, but there was a question asked of Seth Waugh PGA of America executive director yesterday by Rich Lerner of Golf Channel who wondered about the captaincy of Phil Mickelson going forward. Uh, And it was evaded. The question was evaded because it should have been because we don't know what the status of Phil is ever going to be again. Uh, What's your sense of not only Phil, but who the next captain might be?
1: Boy, it's a great question right now. I I certainly don't see Phil Mickelson being the next captain of the U.S. team. If if things play out uh, the way that this framework agreement is suggesting and everyone gets together and uh, and things get back to some sense of normalcy in the world of golf, maybe Phil gets back into the PGA of America's good graces and he can become a captain further down the, the road. I, I would have thought he would be a, a lock two years ago. I would have said Phil's a lock yeah. for being the captain at Beth Bay. And I thought at one time that Phil could be almost a captain in perpetuity. He would have loved that role. Players would have loved him in that yeah. role. Uh Tiger could have been uh a behind the scenes assistant captain where he hasn't have to do the press conferences and <laughs> get in front of the cameras, but he can make the pairings with Phil and uh Phil could be the guy doing all the uh the showcasing in front of the cameras. But I just don't know. Uh you know, right now I I'm sure Phil's sitting at home somewhere uh wondering himself whether he'll ever be uh invited back to another Ryder Cup as part of the team.
0: I yeah, I I, I am too. Um I know Freddie Couples has not been a Ryder Cup captain, but he's been an assistant, and he's been a President's Cup captain multiple times. I think he'd be great in New York City at Bethpage coming up in two years. Players love him, and they they all know that Tiger would be heavily involved if Tiger is not the captain. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I get the sense that Tiger is going to be the captain in Ireland uh, next time the United States is on foreign soil after this one. Jason Sobel, at Jason Sobel, T-A-N, Action Network, Sirius XM. I appreciate your time, man. Uh, I'll be texting you throughout, but not at uh, 1.30 in the morning when they <laughs> take off.
1: Uh, you can do that. I'll be up. Uh, I, 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 will, I will point out one thing. I know you were probably watching the Solheim Cup this past weekend. I did. And I know it didn't make major news uh, you know, uh, outside of golf circles, but it finished 14-14. And there's no tiebreaker. The tiebreaker is essentially whoever won two yep. years previously, they retain the cup. That's what happened. Europe retained the cup. It's been big news. We spent two hours on our show talking about it yesterday. <laughs> I hate ties. I mean, if the Kansas City Chiefs go to the Super Bowl this year and they're tied after four quarters, can you imagine they just – hand the Lombardi trophy to Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Here, you guys won last year, so you keep it again. No, you go to overtime, (laughs) you break ties. I can tell you right now, there's no tiebreaker. The Ryder Cup is in the same way as the Solheim Cup. Right. The Americans won two years ago. There's a very good chance. There's a 14-14 tie. And this becomes major news at the end of the week where we go, wait a second, uh, we, we got the trophy, but we didn't really win it because we tied, and there's no tiebreaker, and people are going to be up in arms about it.
0: I love it. Uh, by the way, yesterday on, on our Place Your bet segment, I've got a tie, 14-14 at plus 1,200. I'm rooting for it. I am rooting for it. Oh, I'd hate it. You know what?
1: I said on my show, instead of taking the trophy home, just drop it halfway between Europe and the U.S. and let it sink to the bottom of the ocean if you're going to do that.
0: Oh, my gosh. It's okay. I love it. (laughs) Uh, All right, man. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Thanks. So I don't understand. what what First of all, this is my problem with the whole thing. It's not a new concept. It just isn't. Not every sport is the same. I have no problem with games ending in a tie. It is what it is. Sometimes a tie is a fair result for both sides. Sometimes neither team deserves to win. Sometimes neither team deserves to lose. In that case, both teams walk away maybe not happy, but at least not mad. I think it's okay.
1: 0013, or text Adam to 600 Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial
0: Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. That's a, just a, a separate issue. But the fact remains that the Ryder Cup cannot end in a tie. Because if it does, if it is 14 for Europe and 14 for the United States... The United States wins. It doesn't go down in history as a victory, but you keep the cup, and that is the point to keep the Ryder Cup. So the the team that won it last has to do just a little bit less to keep it. Tie goes to the. You've ever, we've all heard the phrase: "The tie goes to the runner," right? Well, in this case, the United States is the runner. Or in football, two people go up, a wide receiver and a defensive back go up to catch the ball, and simultaneous possession, we don't have a tiebreaker, we don't do an arm wrestling match, we don't flip a coin, if two people, if two players have simultaneous possession, you know who gets it? The offense gets it that's the tiebreaker right again all not all sports are the same so again not a new concept <laughs> brand new solheim cup which i did watch some of this weekend was i thought great theater i am looking forward to the ryder cup in rome which will also be incredible